it's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. I know I'm a little tardy today as I usually have these episodes out bright and early for you on Tuesday morning, but you know, I just uh, didn't have the time on Monday and was a little tired. Uh, got home late Monday uh, evening and was like, you know what? I want to make some dinner and go to bed. We had a fun, fun Father's Day on Sunday going over to see my dad. A lot of tri-tip, some deviled eggs, some uh, minor salad stuff, and then uh, just plenty of fun. We watched the College World Series and uh, went down memory lane. It was a lot of fun with my brother and I and my dad. Uh, uh, the, the, the ladies were there as well, but you know, we were just kind of doing our Hersham and men thing and uh, had a great time and always fun going back to uh, the old stomping grounds there uh, in, Glor- in Glendora. Uh, guys, great show ahead today. Uh, I do want to say uh, in all transparency, you know, I already did some recording today and you guys who have been loyal listeners of the show know that I am uh, infamous infamous for uh you know recording stuff and having audio equipment not work so i love this new microphone i have but um i was like why is it as i was recording i'm like why is it the red this red light on i don't understand usually that's either really good or really bad and uh yeah apparently that's a mute button so live and learn i am i am very humble i let you know of all of my mistakes but anyway uh guys good show ahead for you today i have uh some some thoughts from the college world series that i want to talk about um, I also have uh, two things uh, uh, that are on my mind, on my heart. Um, you know, the intro of this show always says strong opinions, and I have uh, plenty of those today. Um, I do want to say that uh, one area that I'm going to vent and, and, you know, go off on, I think, is, is rather serious. The other situation, the other uh, topic we'll say is not that serious. It's more of a humorous side of thing things but um uh, i do i do want to get to those uh right off the bat here um college world series watching it right now notre dame looking like they're going to get eliminated here by texas a&m there's another elimination game tonight uh arkansas and uh old not old miss arkansas and uh forgive me who was the other sec team it feels like they're all sec teams but um anyway um this is tuesday tuesday afternoon to be uh, precise and uh, a lot more college world series action uh, going uh, today Two two elimination games and uh, there'll be the semifinals starting on Wednesday, Ole Miss and Oklahoma in each of their respective brackets, two and O uh, and only one win away from the college world series national championship series starting Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday this year. So a three game series to determine a national champion. I can't wait to see that Saturday at four, Saturday at Sunday at noon, and Monday at four if necessary. But before we get there, there's uh, still, as I record this, six teams remaining. After today, there will be four, and uh, th- those games will be played uh, tomorrow, eleven and four on Wednesday, and if necessary on uh, Thursday. Keep in mind with Ole Miss and Oklahoma, each of them are two and zero. So whoever they face tomorrow. And if necessary, Thursday has to beat them twice since they only have or they have no losses. So that's kind of the format here upcoming. Uh, Omaha has really been uh, exciting this year. A lot of home runs, a lot of, uh, of, of course, just cool moments. And, and I'll get to all those maybe later in the show. But uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed the College World Series uh, from over the weekend. Watched it uh, with with dad a little bit over the weekend, too. And uh, already here in the middle of the week, it's it's been a blast. So it's going to. It's going to kind of, you know, pass us by before you know it. So enjoy it while you can. A lot of good baseball left here uh, in the month of June. And then after that, as I've said before, July and August, kind of dry, kind of dried up. You're just stuck with your MLB teams. But anyway, let me, I'm going to look at this light here like a hundred times this episode just to make sure it's on. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, two rather important things. Well, I'll say one important thing that, uh, that, is on my mind today. And last Tuesday, I got the episode out, um, recorded it Monday afternoon and got it out for you guys Tuesday. And, and unfortunately, later that day, 
uh, tragedy struck not too far from here in, um, in El Monte, California, which is only, man, I'd say less than 10 miles from where I sit right now at my Covina residence. But it is really, really close to my old high school, Rio Hondo Prep. Um, RHP is in Arcadia, but it is uh, a, a mere, man, mere blocks away from where, uh, from where this happened, maybe not blocks, but blocks away from the city of El Monte as uh, it is Southern Arcadia. But I mean, you can, you can see uh, El Monte across the wash or Royal high school and all that. So uh, tragedy struck in El Monte last week when two police officers were called to a scene. Uh, I believe it was a hotel, um, a, a lady crying out for help. Uh, I guess her ex-boyfriend, she was fearful of him and, Anyway, uh, a gunfight ensued, and unfortunately, two police officers from El Monte were killed. Um, two two uh, very young guys, uh, one of them 31 years old, Joseph Santana, and his uh, partner, uh, Michael Parides, who was uh, 42. Both of them killed uh, responding to uh, the call for help and uh, went there and unfortunately were killed. The criminal... Um, was killed also, although reports are now coming out that he may have killed himself uh, in the aftermath is what it's looking like. But both Santana and Parides from El Monte PD were airlifted to USC and uh, did not make it. And just a, you know, such a tragedy. Anytime we lose police officers, uh, it's awful. It's terrible. I mean, this happened just up the road here. Um, and I'm going to try to choose my words carefully in this podcast. Uh, I I try to take great pride in, in not letting out, you know, some swear words. I, I, I have uh, said a few, a time or two, uh, I try to clean up my language when I can, but uh, I've tried to have it rather clean on this podcast just because I want everyone to be able to hear it and enjoy it. Um, but I got to tell you, my emotions are rather high right now with uh, what transpired last Tuesday in El Monte. Uh, I have very strong opinions about this. Uh, there's, well, one person I'm extremely angry at, and then kind of a, a movement, if you will, that I'm, uh, that I'm very uh, furious at. And it's, I mean, we're not in a good place. We haven't been for a while. And I'm going to try my best to stay sane and to let out my emotions as best I can here. Uh, th- this is why these Tuesday podcasts are great for me, because I'm able to come in here and vent and say exactly what's on my mind. Um, I think even if I don't have as many uh, Friday shows with guests and things uh, later on. I'm going to try to always have this podcast uh, as an opportunity to talk about what's going on and just um, share with you guys what's on my mind. So anyway, um, these two police officers, like a lot of police officers, the, the past year, year and a half, I mean, this, this just did not need to happen. And there's two, as I said, two groups, one person and, and another group that are responsible for this specific incident. And uh, we've unfortunately seen way too many uh, police officers killed, shot at, assaulted. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. I believe, I had this saved, I think it was ABC News 20, ABC News. This is in 2021, I believe I'm reading, this is, no, is this, oh, this is the Colorado 73. Anyway, um, basically 2021 was the highest, uh, here we go. The highest intentional, more, more police officers were intentionally killed in 2021 than in the past 20 years. This is from, uh, excuse me, NBC news nine, uh, in Colorado. They wrote this article, uh, in February of this year, um, out of Denver because two, uh, people on that list of uh, 73 officers intentionally killed in 2021 were uh, as a result of um, were from the state of Colorado. So that's intentionally killed. Now, uh, I'm sure there's other unintentionally intentional deaths. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, what we've seen the past few years as uh, past year and a half, we'll say, let's focus on that is just an absolute disrespect for law enforcement. And it's people that have been in gunfights with cops. Uh, it's criminals that have snuck up and, and ambush cops. I mean, make no mistake about it. This is a direct result of this stupid demonization of the police. 
you know, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, what happened in Minnesota, everyone was up in arms and, you know, burning buildings and burning, you know, burning things down and we need change. We need that. But the direction we went has taken us to where we are now. And I don't know who do I want to address first here. This, this D this, this demonization of police that's gone on again, the past uh, two years, we'll say, Defund the police. All police are racist. Uh, we don't need them. Uh, um, send out. Why do they need guns? All, I mean, a complete disrespect for law enforcement. Um, and that's the single reason we are where we're at is because of the defund the police movement. Uh, take take cops out of uh, out of neighborhoods. We don't want to see. We don't like seeing cops around. Uh, more cops have retired the past year and a half uh, than before. They're saying enough of this. I don't need this. And what we've seen is an intense rise in crime. It also has to do with uh, the prosecutors, the district attorneys. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But we have totally devalued police in this country. We've totally, I mean, We have said, well, they made mistakes. They did evil acts before, so we don't need any of them. Defund, defund the police is probably the dumbest movement, I guess you'd call it, uh, ever, because you are basically in favor of more murder, in favor of more theft, rape, robbery. Um, you're in favor of all those things because police are there to protect us from those things. And maybe some people have really bad experiences with police. I, I know that that does exist. All right. But the answer to maybe some issues we've had is not, well, just get rid of all the police. We don't, we don't need them. They make our streets less safe. Oh, really? Let me ask you a question. Do you feel more safe now than you did two years ago? I sure don't. The, the way police are being pun intended, handcuffed in every situation. I mean, LeBron James tweets out uh, how evil a cop is because he's, he's shooting someone who has a knife and is about ready to stab somebody else. Just a photo of it. And if we can't get behind that police action, when will you ever? LeBron's busy. Oh, well, it's not the NBA, well, NBA finals anymore, but I know he's not busy with that. He hasn't said a whole lot he's tw one tweet about the kid who was killed outside of his uh his school he you know his promise school or whatever it was in the uh, akron akron or akron um hasn't said much about that don't know why um young kid murdered in front of his school anyway let you guys look that up um but back to police we've demonized the police and this is what you get as a result of this it's not just more cops uh, you know, two local cops died here. And it's like, that's just an example that's here that hits us at home. There's zero respect for police around the nation. I, I shouldn't say zero because there's a lot of sane people who know that this is a bad, you know, this is a bad idea and this isn't right. And, and you could see the writing on the wall as soon as the defund the police. Okay. You want, you want more bad things to happen. I, I joked last week about end bad things, right? Wear the t-shirt and bad things. That'll fix everything. Well, a lot of the movements we've seen the past year or so, two years, have been in favor of promoting bad things, wanting more murder, wanting uh, police killed. I'll say it. There's, there's people in this country who want police killed. It's not a lot of them. I think we outnumber, we far outnumber those uh, who are that evil. But there are people who want police dead just because they wear a badge. And they sicken me and uh, they don't deserve to be on the streets. But unfortunately, we have a district attorney here in L.A. County, George Gascone, who thinks it's just fine that we let out criminals. And I'm not talking about a guy that steals some bread because his family's hungry. Okay, multiple crimes, guys who commit multiple crimes, sometimes violent crimes. Uh, the, the individual who killed these two Elmani police officers had, I, I think it was over 12 prior 
criminal acts. And his most recent one, it was his third strike. It was a violent crime. I think he had a, a gun possession. Now I'm a big second amendment guy, pro gun guy. Hey, by all means, like we all should have the right to, uh, to bear arms, but you can also lose that right when you're an idiot, when you're a criminal, when you do evil things, sorry. And it was probably an illegal gun anyway that he was possessing, but it's besides the point. This guy was supposed to go to prison. And guess what? Courtesy of Mr. George Gascon, he just gave him slap on the wrist. He gave him probation. Don't do it. Don't do it again. Everyone deserves a 12th chance. I'm not a parent, but do you, do you, do you parents out there, you guys give your kid 12 chances before you act. So I, I, I don't know what else to say here, except just to get to George Gascon. George Gascon is, is pure evil. He's pure evil. There's a recall uh, going on. Has been for months. They say there's enough signatures, but there can never, never be enough. George Gascon, the district attorney of Los Angeles, needs to be recalled. In my opinion, he should be in jail. He is single-handedly responsible for the death of these two officers in Almani. He let this guy back out on the streets. And this is one example. There have been dozens, hundreds, hopefully not thousands, but hundreds of guys out of jail. Because we need we need uh, prison reform. We need to, uh, you know, too many jails are too crowded. We only need to worry about the really bad crimes, like killing two police officers. He won't go do out. He won't go out and do anything bad. Again, he deserves a twelfth chance. This is a clear example of the policies of George Gascon failing, and and maybe. Maybe they're not so much failing in his eyes. Maybe he wants these things. Maybe he wants more murder. Maybe he wants more rape and other violent crimes. That's the only thing that makes sense is that he wants these things to happen. That's how evil he truly is. I am a firm believer that almost anybody can be saved, that people can change their ways. They can repent. They can, uh, they can change their life, turn it around. But there's still consequences for those things. And what we've done, specifically George Gascon, has made L.A. County much less safe. He's made it a less safe place. I drive Uber and Lyft. I don't go to L.A. anymore. I can kind of manipulate my uh, the phone and have it just send me towards Orange County, San Diego, that area. I try to just go that direction now. I, want to, I don't like going to L.A. It's too dangerous. And I live in L.A. County, but I'm like 20 miles east of 25 miles east of downtown i didn't want to move back here to la county when i was in uh, riverside county the past few years i didn't want to come back here but i did because it, the price was right and it was a good situation and had to jump on it but with gascon being the district attorney i knew it may not be a good situation and it hasn't been i think gascon was he up in i think he was up in san francisco i believe ruined that city And uh, he was the district attorney of San Francisco from 2011 to 2019. Destroyed that city. That I mean, some uh, saving grace that there are some, still some sane people out there is uh, that district, that current district attorney for San Francisco, Budin. He was he was recalled last week or the week before. So that's some good news. Even the the wasteland that is San Francisco. I joke a lot about, you know, the, the sports, uh, you know, rivalries and such, but San Francisco was a pretty neat city, but it's been destroyed. The crime there is even worse here than Los Angeles, I think, because guys like Gascon have run it into the ground and Gascon has let out a ton of criminals. Oh, it's okay. You'll be all right. He is single-handedly responsible for uh, multiple deaths like we've seen, like we saw in El Monte with the two police officers. That's just one example. Gascon needs to go. He is evil. If you have not signed the recall petition, please do so. 
and please vote him out in the recall election. I don't know who the next guy is going to be, but there's nobody worse than this. Hate to think there might be, which is crazy. George Gascone, those two lives of those police officers are his fault. They are your fault, Gascone. And this isn't a right or left issue. This has nothing to do with politics. George Gascone is evil. He doesn't support the police. He promotes crime. We need prison reform. We can't have prisons. There are too many. We got to get people out of jail. No, we need to have a society that respects one another and has law and order. We have laws that are not to be broken. If they are broken, there needs to be order restored, law and order. It's very simple. If somebody, if you, if you rob a bank or you burglarize a house and you're caught and you're let out a little while after that, are you really that discouraged to do it again? I'm not saying a life in prison for stealing some candy or something, but we need to have some something. We got to have something that establishes law and order. And we've lost that here in Los Angeles County. Those two police officers do not have to die. And it's for two reasons that they died. Number one, George Gascone. Please recall, recall George Gascone, George Gascone. The other reason is the demonization we've had of police. Now, I know not, not me, not a lot of people listening to this podcast, but there have been plenty of people that have, done, that have been at the forefront of that and demonization of police. And because of that, we've seen more officers killed in 2021 than we have in a long time. New York police, Chicago police, now LA police. When are you, when, when are you going to wake up? When is enough enough? And for those of you that don't think George Gascon is, oh, he's not that bad of a guy. I challenge anyone listening, please, please. I would, lo- I would love to be wrong. I'm not wrong, but I would love to be wrong. Pr- please send me an article, some information, whatever, about the good he's doing. Maybe you're a fan of the criminals he's letting out as well. I don't know. But please let me know. Because all he's doing is making the streets less safe for all of us by promoting criminals. They won't do it again. Uh, This guy who shot the two police officers in Almani, uh, 12 prior, uh, 12 prior, 12, 12 priors, right? It'll be okay. He can change. In order to change, there's got to be like repentance. I swear I've heard that somewhere. Um, I want to get to a quote here by the mother of one of the fallen officers. This is a Fox 11 LA article written over the weekend. Uh, It's so frustrating to read this stuff, man. And just, you know, it could have been avoided. Um, anyway, Santana, one of the fallen officers, this is his mother during a Friday news conference, Santana's mother, mother, Olga Garcia said policies implemented by LA County district attorney, George Gascon led to the deaths of her son and Parides quote, I blame the death of my son and his partner on Gascon. Gascon will never know how I feel. Gascon will never know how he destroyed our families. He won't know how his children feel. Crime is so high in California because criminals don't stay in jail long enough. We need to make criminals responsible for their actions. We need law and order. I agree. God bless you, ma'am, for your service and your son's service. Guys, you know, we, we look around the country and say, like, oh, man, I can't believe that happened there. This is right here. Look, I'm not minimalizing any non-police who ever die. And if you feel, God forbid you do that. Or, or you, you don't worship the death of a criminal? How could you? No, I don't. Our society now, we, we like worship criminals and demonize cops. Think about it. It's almost cool to commit crime. You even hear it in songs. Oh, man. And... Gascon is evil. He's got to go. This isn't a Democrat, Republican thing. 
is the common I know common sense is really difficult sometimes, especially here in California. But enough is enough out of this. This guy's got to go. And I, I pray to God, uh, no one has to call the police like that lady had to do in Omani the other day. Knowing, very knowing that this guy uh, who killed, who killed, uh, I think it was, this was her ex-boyfriend, I guess, was the, uh, the murderer. She knew, she could tell enough that this guy might act and do something bad. George Gascon couldn't though. So a lot of, I'm sure there's people, oh, the recall Gascon, it won't change anything. Oh, it's just a Republican. It's No, it's nothing to do with that. What you permit is what you promote. I heard that in officiating and I tried to live by it. It's, it's so, so real. What you permit is what you promote. If you permit crime, if you don't put your foot down and take a stand, you're promoting it. You are single-handedly promoting and wanting more of these things to happen. This guy has had a chance. He's failed miserably. It's time to move on. And hopefully it's not somebody you know next time. I don't want it to be. I, don't, I didn't know these guys. Uh, I know a lot of police officers and uh, you know, I asked around, but it's just the world is so small. Both of these officers in Almani, I didn't know personally, but I knew people that knew them. They went to high school with them or was the brother-in-law of, of one of them and, and things like that. So I'm pretty upset by this because everything eventually gets closer and closer to you. You may look away from another state and be, oh, man, that's sad, but no, that's terrible. All right. When it gets close to home, it becomes personal. And I'm not saying police are uh, to never be questioned or anything like that. They make a lot of mistakes. Uh, This whole Uvalde situation is a mess and it's not looking good. It sure looks like the police not going in when they should have. For some reason, that didn't happen. I don't know why. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it's looking to be like someone really screwed up there. And, you know, I'm not the one that's going to rush into a building uh, towards gunfire. Um, These guys signed up for that. And God bless the ones that do. And they got to hear people like me be critical of them. But kids were dying in, in, in those rooms while the police waited to act. That's unacceptable. If reports are accurate. Again, I don't want to speak too soon on this. I like the investigation to come out a little bit, but it sure sounds like police were in the wrong there. And the only reason I say this is because I want it to be clear that I'm not just, we're going to blind allegiance is a scary thing. All right, but, but this concept of we don't need police, get rid of them. They, all they do is they, they harm different community. Like, what? That lady, when she called for help in Omani, she didn't, she didn't care what the cops looked like. She didn't care. She didn't say, hey, can you send me, a, uh, make sure that the, the cops are this. Ri-? No, she wanted help. I want, I'm trying to choose my words carefully, but I, I get so frustrated with this and I have been the past couple of years and, and, and I'm here to say enough is enough. I'm, I want to challenge each and every one of you. It is time to pick a side. I'm not trying to start a war here. I'm saying it's time to pick a side. I'm on the side of police and it's time to step up and support the police to let them know, let them do their job, not be hypercritical of everything they do. Now, I was just a little bit here with the Uvalde thing. That looks really, really bad. And when they make major mistakes, I think they need to be called out on it. But this idea that we don't need police, that we can defund the police, where there's a better, no. Who wants to post a square or, or virtue signal this or virtue signal that? Oh, the cause. We need police. We need law and order. We need them not just to be supported, but we need them to, to not feel handcuffed. And all these social media people, they want to take a video. Oh, look at the cop, put their hands on the guy. Let's take a video of it. You think you're helping? Do you think cops maybe are a little more hesitant when they know they're being, I mean, this is how, this is how guys get stabbed because they're not as rough with someone as maybe they should have. Okay. I, like, well, now what about 19? Look at, I, I understand. I get it. There've been 
plenty of uh, police brutality instances, and they should be um, prosecuted. All right, but when you're dealing with a criminal who has intent to kill you or harm others, yeah, you might be a little rough. And we got to stop running from the police too, whether it be robbing a CVS or whatever. That's a whole nother thing. We've just lost total respect for law enforcement in this country. I know a lot of guys. I have friends. I also have friends of friends. I would say I probably know 20 guys in law enforcement, either current or recently retired anyway. And there's not one of them that comes to mind that I wouldn't trust their judgment or their reaction to something because I know what they have been through. And someone's like, Matt, watch, look at this video. Look at this. Look at these cops here. Look what they did. Okay. We can fix that. What are we as a society doing though? Are we, are we demonizing cops? Are we respecting police? I'm sorry. When, when cops start to get murdered at record highs, that's disturbing to me. That's alarming to me. That is a total disregard, not just for, for, for human life, but authority. Authority starts, I mean, out of the womb with your parents. They have an authority over you. You go to job. They have an authority over your teacher. Like there's authority everywhere. And in life, I'm not saying it's politicians, but as far as law enforcement, we've lost a complete respect for that authority. And we're seeing the results. Breaks my heart, man. And then what, what I worry about is the lack of the future. You think more guys are going to, more or less guys are going to want to go into law enforcement when they see the officers killed by a guy that shouldn't even been on the streets. You think more or less guys want to go into law enforcement when they see that, well, that, that cop, he, he, he shoved that person when they were in handcuffs. And uh, you know what? He's been suspended a year now. What, whatever. You think more or less people want to go into that scrutiny? And if so, is it encouraging good citizens to get in law enforcement? Or maybe not so good? What would be your best guess? I'm just, I'm so tired of this crap, guys. Really trying to choose my words wisely. It's time to take a stand. I'm sorry. Because you know why? We've tried your way for two years. We've tried demonizing police. We've tried de- defunding police. Do you feel safer? How's this experiment worked out? Huh? Should we keep trying? Should we keep doing it? No, let's do it harder. Let's double down. Safety. We, the past two years have been about safety. Safety from COVID. Make sure you wear your mask. We can't have some 70-year-olds, kids. We got to be safe. But crime, no big deal. Oh, that's safety? Come on. Police, they make things way less safe. We don't need, we don't need the police. We can, we can rule ourselves. We can judge ourselves. I keep hearing that a lot, the whole judging thing. I used to be, my, my whole like life was judging, like as an official, judge a play. You, ever, you hear that? All, oh, we shouldn't judge others. What? Yes, we should. We should all judge each other. Where does this come from? This must have come from college or something. Dennis Prager, God bless him. I listen to him every day. He says, college makes most people stupid. And he means it literally. I'm like, you are right. You shouldn't judge, judge others. But Matt, the, that Bible verse says, judge thee not. If you, Okay, yeah. Meaning, look internally. Look at yourself. Fix yourself uh, in categories that can be fixed. But I think, I mean, some of us operate with this feeling of, uh, I, don't, I don't care what other people think. And, and cool, God bless you. If you can, if you can do that. But there also needs to be some type of, like, you don't wear shorts and flip-flops to a wedding. People would be like, what, what is this guy doing? Yeah, you, don't judge me. 
women and their uh, dressing and their apparel. I hear that all the time. Oh, I don't, I didn't, I don't, I don't wear this for you guys, for the guys this is for girls and their competition of dressing. I'm like, you guys are judging each other. Don't judge. You know what? I feel a little safer if maybe we did some judging in this country. Maybe that would be good. God judges us, right? We seem to have no problem judging the police. I mean, and there are times when it's called for. We shouldn't judge others. Do what you feel. Everything will be okay. Just with the selective judgment, I guess. Where was I? What was I saying before this? Oh, the whole, okay. Look at, we tried your way for two years. We've, we've tried it. It's not working. Soft on crime. It's not working. It's time to go the other direction. It's time to put the adults back in charge. As, as I heard a couple of years ago, we need adults in charge. This is adulting. I guess modern adults, this is how they raise kids now, I guess. I'm not a parent. I can still speak out. Like zero discipline. You know, tell you, hey, I've given you 11 chances. Don't make, don't you make a third, a 12th one. Don't you make me discipline you on the 12th try. We've tried, we've tried. We defunded the police. It hasn't worked out. More people have died. More police have been killed. Violent criminals. Crime is on the rise. Crime's okay. As long as you steal $999.99, it's okay. We won't pursue you. We won't prosecute you because we care about your safety. You can't go in that those cells with hundreds of people and thousands. They're, they're too crowded. Safety! Nothing about, nothing but safety for two years when we've been doing the exact opposite, taking safety out of the streets. Well, it's, and it's spilled. The, the non-safety has gone from the streets into our homes and our businesses. And So it, it's time for you to take a stand. I'm not saying you need to go post the blue square or whatever, whatever the, the, the new fad is, the new, the, the, the virtue signaling of the week is. But my goodness, guys, you're zero respect for law enforcement. I shouldn't say zero, but it's just as a whole, as a society, we, this, we ask for this. Defund the police. Good thinking. No one could have foreseen the unintended. Remember, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. The unintended consequences of, of such thinking. Defund the police. Send in social workers. They'll there'll be less violence. Great thinking. Maybe. My, Maybe I'm just too simple-minded. I'm not a very bright guy. I know this. This is why I have to like dumb everything down. It's not for you guys. It's for me. I am not that smart. I try to look at things as simple as possible. That's the only way my mind operates. That's why I do a lot of like analogies. Like when you're a kid, when you're a parent, when, you know, anyway, I'm going to move on. But that's all I'm going to say is Gascon's evil and uh, you got to, you got to get rid of him. And um this whole de- de- uh, demeaning of the police. It's got to stop. It's got to stop now. And it's up to you to pick a side. I'm not going to dance around. It's time to pick a side. You're either with the cops or you're not. Support them. Well, but n- no. If, if, if this is more of what you want, you want police die, you want more crime, more murder, you want all this, but th- that's what you're saying. You want all of this. We tried it. We tried the experiment. Didn't work out. If you can't look at the results and be like, oh, maybe this was a bad idea. But nobody apologizes. No one ever said, oh, they never, oh, that was a bad, this was a bad idea. And maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe we shouldn't do that again. I'll even take that. Ugh. Line in the sand, guys. Pick a side. Enough of this. Um, oh, and to real hundo prep out there, I think it would be very appropriate and very, very fitting if for the first football game 
on August 26th, the season opener, which happens to be against El Mani. I think it would be um, very special if you guys did something honoring those two police officers who were killed in El Mani. Um, Rio plays their games not too far from El Mani. The campus isn't too far from there, and they're, they're hosting the El Mani Lions. So I think it would be more than fitting to have some type of ceremony. Maybe it's a moment of silence. Maybe it's a special a national anthem. I don't know. But uh, for that first game on August 26th, uh, I encourage my uh, alma mater to uh, find a way to uh, honor those two brave men who gave their lives uh, for the El Monte Police Department. I think that would be uh, very, very uh, special. And uh, yeah, I'm going to definitely uh, say, say, my, say my piece and try to promote that as much as I can. Uh, okay, on to something that is not nearly as serious, but something that I feel I need to address uh, every time I get a chance. And it's, it's being, this is spilling, this, this started as just something I, I heard, uh, heard on the, while I was watching TV or, uh, and, I, and I've vented to you guys about dog barking and just like, come on, people, control your animals. Well, now, this is, I'm, this is something I'm getting very passionate about, okay? We have no control anymore. And I think it starts with the, the slipping that we have done as far as uh, taking care of our dogs. There's no animal control anymore. People just, they just, oh, well, he's, that's just how he is. That's just how that dog is. is. Is this how you raise children? I'm asking. I'm not a parent. Do you just, well, they just eat crayons. That's what they do. They just don't eat their vegetables. That's just what they do. If I said, if I told my father at a young age, I'm not going to eat that. I may not be able to eat it because you'd have to wire my jaw shut, but no, no, no. He never did that because I ate my vegetables. I know it doesn't look like it, but I, I just, I used to sit there and, and I'll be on the couch watching a game and the dog barking next door. And it's just like, okay. So the other, and, and now I'm a FedEx delivery guy, right? So every nine out of 10 houses, I, I, I ring the doorbell, the dogs lose their mind. Most of the dog owners, they can't even open the, the front door because the dogs are just going crazy. And it's like, where's the training gone? Why don't we train animals anymore? How about train them? Hey, when the doorbell rings, let's not lose our minds. Let, let's, let's spend a couple of days and, and uh, do a little training. How about let's not have dogs screaming uh, at, at people walking, walking on the sidewalk. Dog owners having to like grab their dog. It's like, you're not trained dogs to be around other people. I understand protecting your home and all that. Trust me, I get that. But the other day, I go outside my front door. I'm walking to the dumpster, dump some trash. There's an older lady there with her animal who looks like a a little devil. Had the eyes of a she. I'm not sure if it was a she, but it was screaming and barking. Anytime it sees somebody, it starts growling and barking. Nothing said by the owner. I'm like, I'm in my front yard trying to, can I, nothing is said. She's standing there with her leash. I go to walk by them. Still nothing is said. Then the dog wants to jump out and lash it, lash out at me. Jumps on my leg. She pulls it away. Never says sorry to me. Never says, hey, whatever your name is, knock it off. I was like, oh, this dog has done this to other people probably. So not only am I hearing constant dog barking on my couch, not only am I hearing it nine out of 10 houses I deliver to, but now, in my own complex, we got animals that are out of control, uh, and animals by nature are out of control. It's up to the humans to set the ground rules, to train them. I mean, what about when they couldn't use the bath? You had to, you had to potty train it. Did you just stop right there, or did you just say, "Well, I, just, I don't know how the, how we're gonna." It's just how they are. No, you train the animal. But then we just we stop there, and we're like. Well, there's a lot of people in this world. There's like 7 billion people on this planet. I don't think I need to train the dog how to be around those people or let alone other dogs. I mean, that maybe that's between the species, but I mean, you see some really good dog owners. You see them. They're great. They have total control. It's like, yeah, way to go. I'm not saying be abusive. Come on. That's evil. But a little discipline, huh? Where is the discipline? Why? Why? I swear. Yeah, I said the Dennis Prager college thing. I swear. I, I do think dogs make a lot of people stupid. 
I truly believe that in my heart. Not all. Most of the people I know who have, let's see. Most of the people I know who have dogs, you're not stupid. You, you guys take some control, we'll say. But I've literally seen this. Or the people that do, oh, let's, you ever see this with, back to the Gascon thing. Uh, timeout, you're going on timeout. And I'm like, yeah, put it on timeout. They deserve it. And then literally it's like two minutes. I was like, 120 seconds? That's their punishment? That's timeout? Timeout for me was being locked in my room with no electronics for multiple days when I was a little kid. I really, I, I'm, I'm telling you, my dad's not a bad guy. He's a great guy for his... I, I'll tell you what, I learned real quick. But like, how... Why would you have a dog and you, you go out and you're walking it and you never train it to like be nice, be not, you know, not to just start barking. And, and can you imagine if two humans did that? I'm on one street, the other guy's on the other, uh, other sidewalk. We walk by each other. We just start screaming at each other. Hey, I'm going to kick you. I'm going to kick. That'd be weird. I know dogs aren't humans. That's my point. In 2022, I have learned a couple of things. And that is humans treat animals and plants better than they do humans you can't draw it drill for oil over here we have, this is a sacred tree we can't no we can't go to this uh we can't go into the shopping center we got to bring our dog with us these are all connected i'm telling you this stuff is it's all connected to our decline, our rot as a society. How did, how did we get here? No, that's not, I'll tell you what. If the tree of life can be cut down, uh, there's no other really important tree out there that's more important. That, that, sorry, cut it down. We need oil. Gas, $7. No, but the name, no. Cut it down. Tree knowledge, good and evil. It's gone. Adam and Eve saw to that. People, control your animals, please. I, I'm going to go on record. This is not a threat. I don't threaten people. I don't threaten animals. But I will defend myself. If your dog jumps on me again, we're going to have a problem. I'm not talking about the friendly, oh, it's all good. Oh, this is a new person. Oh, that's cool. I'm talking about the viciousness that you see in the eyes, the barking, the growling, the, the scratching. There's a difference. We just fail. We, we, we fail to. We don't have human control, let alone animal control. I blame the parents. Parents are the animals. The parents are the. Take control. I mean, for. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying. But but we're just part of the problem. Oh, this is nice. We take the dog to the store with us. Ah, ha, ha. But around people, yeah. Argh, it's gonna... <sighs> Dude, can we can we learn the doorbell trick? Stand there with an app on your phone and just doorbell them to death until they stop reacting. How about that? I get. Am I the only one that wants to live in this world? Attacking walkers. Oh. This is not as serious as the first subject, but I think it's all related. I really do. When we started treating dogs like humans and we started treating, treat, treating, treating plants more important than humans, that's why it all went downhill. It's my opinion. Control your, pe- control your people. Control your animals. Authority, respect. I mean, this, all of it. It's all gone. You see what I'm saying? All right. Something else that, that irked me uh, was watching the College World Series. And I saw, um, instead of CWS, MCWS. Ooh, this is the men's one. And then the women, the softball one used to be w, WCWS. And I was like, okay. Are, are the, is the initial necessary before C, CWS in any situation, in either of the two situations? Can't we just turn on the TV and see that it's women playing and be like, oh, the College World Series, cool. 
or turn on the TV, see the men playing. Oh, the College World Series, cool. Not, oh, it's the Women's College World Series. Oh, wait, what does this say? Oh, oh, now I get it. And I guarantee it was because someone's like, well, how come you guys are called the College World Series, but this is called the Women's College World Series? Well, the College World Series has probably been, lo- been around longer, but I'm fine calling both of them the College World Series. You shouldn't have to specify. I know there's a lot of gender talk these days. I'm not going there. I'm just talking about the concept of, was that letter necessary? Because now on the umpire hats, it says MCWS on it. It's like, there's a lot on there. Just make it CWS for baseball and softball. They're two different sports. We know the difference when we turn it on. I think, I think both of these two sports are really cool for the concept that their championship is at a, a destination city that you strive to get to. In baseball, it's Omaha. In softball, it's Oklahoma City, right? They're too synonymous with the College World Series. One in baseball, one in softball. They're even two different sports. But we got to go, oh, men's here, women's here. Even though, like, it's like the men's final four, the women's final four. It's the final four. You just turn, oh, yeah, it's the men's one. Oh, it's the women's one. We have to add, we have to always like over present. I don't get it. It's the same with like the LA Lakers, LA Clippers. You see them on the scoreboard. It'll say LAL, LAC. If they're playing each other, okay, I get it. You don't want to have to LA, LA. But when LA is playing San Francisco, do you really have to put LAL or LAR for Rams and then San Francisco? Like, why? It's probably some lawyer reason or lawsuit or something. And we all know, uh, you know, Rather than prosecute crime, uh, which we've already talked about, we got to worry about these little, little labels. MC, and then and then it's it doesn't roll off the tongue. This is the men's college world series. Like they're they're saying it all the time, and I'm just like, it's the college world series, and I'm not uh, tell, saying the the women's college world series is is less. They're the college world series too. We don't need the W in there. Just college world series. Oh, it's the softball one. College World Series. Oh, it's the men one. It's baseball. They're two different sports. Although, don't tell that to Jessica Mendoza, who's a big-time softball player, but apparently she's a baseball expert now, says ESPN. Don't know how that works. But I just, this, the things we put our effort into, and maybe you're thinking the same thing, Matt, the things you put your effort into talking about, I understand, but this is an opportunity for me to get these things off my chest. If I didn't have this, I just be rambling away on the couch by myself, being the guy that talks to himself, which I'm pretty much doing now. If I had to do this podcast in front of people, I never get two words out. I hate, I hate public speaking. I hate crowds. But the MCWS, I'm like, come on. Four letters is a lot. I mean, so is the NCAA, but you know, that's only four letters I've ever seen that kind of works for a logo. The MCWS, just the CWS, come on. And it was really funny. Uh, 11.7 baseball tweeted this out. They're a podcast that talks college baseball. And they tweeted out a photo of the college world series. And it was a big title nine logo on the backstop. And uh, for those of you that don't know title nine, it was, uh, it was a big no, a law or bill or whatever. It was back in the 1970s this is the 40th anniversary of it. And basically it was uh, equal opportunities for women in college sports. Cause in those days, you know, there was like no funding and, uh, not even, there wasn't even a ton of women's teams and everything. So title nine was, was, uh, was good in theory for women's sports. Um, although they they tend to were ahead of their time and treating it more like equity versus equality. You know, basically if a baseball team like Cal state Fullerton, where I went to school, Cal state Fullerton had like 40 baseball players. The softball team was like 20 but they needed to have the same size locker room when they built the locker rooms in like 1990. So those are the types of things that was like, well, this doesn't really make sense. These aren't even the, the same two sports. So title nine is, I think a little controversial. Yes. It's given women a lot of opportunities uh, in sports. And I am a big proponent, a big fan of, of anybody uh, continuing to play uh, sports, uh, whether it be college or whatever. I think it's, it's excellent that you can pursue um playing ball, whether it's, you know, division NAI uh, junior college uh, volleyball or the D- division three uh, baseball. Hey, if you can continue to, to play sports in college, by all means, uh, pursue it. And hopefully there's an opportunity for you to do so. And if someone else can pay for it, uh, an athletic athletic scholarship, then, Hey, that's great. But 11.7, I bring up their podcast because it is specifically called the 11.7 uh 
podcast because one of the results again of Title IX is is college baseball only has eleven point seven scholarships, and that seems pretty low. Uh, it's because it is um, just with proper funding and and however they came up with eleven point seven, I don't know, but it's been that way for years. College baseball, you can also only have two full time assistants and one quote volunteer assistant. So there's there's things like that that exist in college baseball that has really held back the sport. Um, from becoming a bigger deal than it than it has been now it's it's the in in recent years really uh surpassed its pop its popularity uh has grown its popularity i should say so it, it's done a great job in, in promoting itself and everything but um for a lot of years it was held back because of a lot of results of the things of like title nine most schools you know they have a football program I'm talking like division one but even lower divisions football pretty much is your money maker uh, maybe men's basketball. If you're in like Connecticut or Tennessee, or what's well, another good women's program, South Carolina, Notre Dame, uh, as far as basketball goes, maybe those sports make some money, but for the most part, men's basketball and, uh, and football are the big money makers on campus. And they, they make it so that a lot of the women's sports can exist, not just the women's sports, but a lot of lower tier men's sports, you know, the, uh, the golf team, the, uh, the tennis team, you know, things of that nature. So baseball was kind of that lower tier sport for a very long time. It has elevated itself uh, in, in the past 10, 20 years, but it's always been thought of as kind of a lower tier, not quite the same level as basketball and, and uh, football. So it was, it was rather ironic to see ESPN, I think has a documentary out on title nine. And, um, and so they were promote, promoting that on the backstop and the outfield walls. And so these guys basically made a point. It's rather ironic that the NCAA is promoting this documentary at the title world's the title at the college world series that basically has held back college baseball for quite a bit of time and why you only have 11.7 scholarships. So I don't want to preach too much on this issue. Again, I am a fan of women's sports sports anywhere. I think it's great. I think women should have an opportunity to compete and uh, to while pursuing a a college, uh, a college degree. And I, I think as many student athletes as we can have, it's great because for a long time, it employed guys like me. I officiated girls basketball in high school. I, I, I've officiated uh, college baseball a long time. I was a replay guy for both men's and women's basketball. So uh, personally, I'm all for it. It's great. But I think we, we've gone into the whole equity world uh, a lot more than the equality world. And if you need to know the difference between those two things, well, um, you know, equality to me is equal opportunity. Equity is more uh, an equal result, which I don't think is uh, fair or real to anybody. So please check it out. Check out title nine. You form your own opinions. I'm not going to preach too much about it. I just, I did find their point rather interesting, whether you agree or disagree. Uh, it, it is uh, rather interesting to think about that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Not just the uh, four, the four letters on the hats and this and that, but also, uh, you know, title nine right there on the wall. And it's like, Hmm, I'm trying to think of a, a similar, similar notion there. Anyway, uh, guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I am working on a podcast with uh, a guest for this Friday. Uh, then next Friday, of course, will be our patriotic 4th of July episode that I've already recorded. Can't wait for that. Uh, I thought about taking a break from the guest interviews, which I might do here in the middle of the summer, kind of collect myself and uh, just uh, get get a little more organized, get ready for the A Charge to Keep podcast for the Rio Hondo Prep football season. I'm excited about that. I'm going to be doing some interviews um, uh, that will be released in August. Um, just some people affiliated with the program to kind of build our interest on the upcoming high school football season. So, uh, But I'm going to keep this, this part, whether it's Tuesdays or Wednesdays, whenever this does get released, um, I do want to have this podcast because I need to vent. I got to let these things out, guys. And, uh, you know, if, why say I'm going to have strong opinions if I'm not going to put them out there? So, uh, you can agree or disagree. It's all good. If you're tuning in, hopefully you like a little bit of what you hear. And I did get some feedback from a listener who, uh, was reaching out to me about some apparel from some, uh, something I said last week, actually, uh, you know, the whole end bad things. I think he liked that episode. And so he was reaching out to me, talking to me about, uh, you know, it, it spoke to him, we'll say. And that's all I'm really hoping for is that if there's one or two things that you can gather, maybe a chuckle or two even from these Tuesday podcasts, then uh, then uh, it's all worth it to me. So thanks for uh, hanging in there with me today. I know I got a little uh, rambled a little bit and everything, but 
Um, sometimes that's just how it is when you're by yourself. I, I would challenge any one of you go in a room by yourself and try to talk for an hour and see how well it goes. Sometimes you get disorganized and everything too. So it is what it is. So uh, before I wrap things up here, do you want to get to the bottom of the ninth today? The bottom of the ninth segment, which we have been doing since uh, baseball season started here a few months back is t- doing a quick baseball slang term and then a baseball rule to help educate those out there who love the great game of baseball and doing it throughout the duration of the very long uh, baseball season because the college stuff starts in February that ends here in June and then uh, major league baseball you know they start spring training in March they go through the season usually through the end of September and then October is uh, the playoffs and the world series so baseball's a grind I don't know if your team is still in it or not but uh, it's still fun to tune in and, and have it there every day for us here, especially in the summer as July and August, we need, I hope there's some good fights on UFC and boxing because uh, J- July and August tend to be a little slower, uh, good, good months to, to travel and take vacations and things. So enjoy the rest of the college world series. As I mentioned, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, if you can't get to the other games that are uh, tomorrow and possibly Thursday, definitely check out the national championship series. It's a lot of fun. Um, and just one of my favorite sporting events. I still can't get enough of it. Anyway, bottom of the ninth, we go baseball slang term and a baseball rule going to be rather quick today since I went a little long to the baseball slang term, baseball terminology. We'll say it's more of an umpire thing today, but I did want you guys to, you know, get some insight from the umpiring world as well. Uh, when the home plate umpire, uh, you know, a lot of times, He'll be referred to as, oh, he's working the plate or, hey, there's the, uh, you know, the, do do you like home base? You work in home base. It's not home base. It's home plate. Uh, But anyway, just two quick terms. Sometimes umpires refer to working the plate as, hey, he's working the dish. Who's got the dish? Oh, Matt's on the dish tonight. You know, a plate, dish, get it. Ha ha. So a lot of guys will say the dish. A lot of guys just say, I'm working the plate too. Um, That's just pretty standard. But a lot of guys throw in the dish. It's just a little little synonym, little slang, whatever. Who's on this? Who's on the dish tonight? Ah, Maddie's on the dish. All right. Uh, but uh, another thing that a lot of guys said in pro ball, which I, I don't know if it's still around. It's been a while since I've been out, but um, for a lot of years, it would become to be known as working the stick. Who's working. I, I'm, I'm working the stick. Basically you're, you're working the joystick. The game is yours. Like you, when you're working the plate, you, you may not be the crew chief, maybe some other guy at another base, but the, the game is yours. It's your game. You're working the stick. You're driving the ship, right? You're calling every pitch and uh, the game goes through you. So um, it's, it's one of those weird things in baseball where you rotate bases all the time. The head crew chief isn't always the guy working the plate. Um, the NFL, you got the white hat, the NBA, you got a crew chief, right? But in baseball, you rotate those positions. And when you strap on that gear, man, uh, it's your game. You're you're in charge that day and and uh, operating the guests of the game to the best of your ability. So working the stick, working the dish. Those are the two kind of eh, little slang terms I'll throw at you today. Uh, baseball rule, simple term, but sometimes it confuses people. We're going to talk about a foul tip today. Now, foul tip, uh, it gets confused with foul ball, with uh, uh, strike, with dead ball. Like there's a few elements here to a foul tip. A foul tip is a batted ball that is partially, we'll say, ticked uh, for now, that is caught. If, it, if the ball is barely, you know, ticked or skinned and it, it ends up in the dirt, uh, it is a foul ball, not a foul tip. A foul tip is a ball that is caught, usually by the catcher, right? He's back there. Uh, the ball gets ticked barely. You skin the baseball, right? Usually if you're working the plate or whatever, you can just hear it, a barely little tick, a little ting or a, a thud, really, if you, if you use wood bats. But a foul tip has to be caught, and a foul tip has to be caught in this manner. It has to hit the catcher's glove or his hand first. So if the ball is ticked and it goes to the catcher's chest protector and then he wraps it up, uh, that is not a legally caught uh, foul tip. That becomes a foul ball. Foul ball is a dead ball, right? A foul tip needs to be ticked, uh, hits the catcher's glove, and then pops out, and then he catches it with his bare hand. That's perfectly fine. And the other Uh, terminology to think about with a foul tip is it needs to be sharp and direct. That's the terminology that is used in the rule book. Um, You know, when you're a kid, you're like, well, he hit it, but it went above his head and then the catcher caught it. So he's out, right? The terminology is strictly, is it sharp and direct? If it's not sharp and direct and it's tipped up in the air and the catcher catches it, well, then we have an out because it's a batted ball that is caught probably in foul territory. Uh, that's not a foul ball because a foul ball is a dead ball, right? It's just a, a ball caught in foul territory. Um, and again, it's if you deem it sharp and direct, then it's a foul tip, not a foul 
ball or a ball caught in foul territory. Don't know if all that makes sense, but stay with me. A foul tip. Uh, the, the name itself is confusing because a foul tip is not a foul ball and it's also a live ball. So if you have a foul tip, catcher catches it, uh, the ball is still alive. We can throw somebody out still. All right. Somebody can interfere, interfere still. When you're a young umpire, you're just starting. A lot of times you'll hear that tip and you're very proud of yourself and you're like foul ball. And then the catcher caught it and you're like, oh, it's not a foul ball. Um, so just remember that. Be a little slow if you're just starting out umpiring. Anytime you hear that tick, look to see if the catcher caught it. Because if it's skipped into the ground, then, of course, we have a, a foul ball. But if it is tipped into his glove, we have a live baseball. And that's why umpires will give just kind of the little tip signal that the ball was – was t- we're acknowledging it. Um, but it's, it's kind of unnecessary when you think about it, um, just that it, it was uh, – it was a, a, a swinging strike, basically. And and on that note, let's say the batter does not swing at the ball, all right, but the ball comes in high and maybe nicks his bat barely. I've, I've seen this. I had this a few times, a pitch up and in. The guy's trying to get out of the way, and the ball does hit the bat. Just because you don't swing at the pitch doesn't mean it can't be – you can't be in jeopardy of, uh, of a batted ball. So if it hits your bat and goes into fair territory – Obviously, that's a batted ball, whether you swung at it or not. Um, it's not a bunt because it wasn't what? Intentionally met, which we learned a couple of weeks ago, uh, but it is a batted ball into fair territory. And it can also be uh, a tip, a foul tip. If you get out of the way, ball hits your bat, goes into the catcher's glove. Boom, we have a foul tip, which is what? Alive. It is not a dead ball. And if it is the second strike or the third strike, then the batter would be out on strikes. Okay. I hope I didn't confuse anybody, but please, if you do need clarification, send me an email, send me a voicemail, send me a text, reach out through social media. I love hearing from you guys, especially with these rules topics. I don't always have an answer, although I I would like to think I do, and I could at least get you an answer and speak a little more clearly, which I'm constantly working on a work in progress here. So uh, guys, fun to hear from you again, social media, get home safe, you know where to find us. Get home safe at yahoo.com for an email. And I love the voicemails. Look at the bottom of the episode notes there. Uh, at least on the, the audio platforms, you should see a link where you can send in a voice message if you should so desire. So I got some great feedback from a guest, uh, a listener last week regarding uh, some of these topics. And I always put it on uh, Spotify. You can answer the question that is uh, simply, what was your favorite part of today's podcast? Just curious what you guys think. And we'd love more and more feedback as we move forward here. These won't change. These will continue a day for me to vent usually on Tuesdays, maybe on Wednesdays as we move forward, but uh, still working on the charge to keep podcast. And of course, trying to put together guests for our Friday episodes as well. So you guys don't have to hear me multiple times a week, just rambling away. You get enough of that early in the week. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. I'll be back on Friday with an interview of a guest next Tuesday. More of this. I will be reacting to the college world series uh, finish the the new national champions from 2022. So I will probably wait until Tuesday to record so that uh, if there is a game three on Monday that I can gather all the information and put it out there, but don't miss it. It should be a lot of fun. The Stanley cup playoffs, uh, the Stanley cup final, I should say, you know, Colorado looking great up to uh, with a kind of a couple blowouts and then Tampa Bay lightning storm back in game three. So that series is looking to go at least six, maybe seven games excited for that. It's a beautiful time in sports. We got UFC this weekend, the college world series. I mean, life is good. Two games, Wednesday, maybe two on Thursday, one or two or none. And then the Saturday, Sunday, Monday championship series on ESPN. One of the best of all postseasons, the college world series guys. I'm out of breath, out of ideas, out of time. And I actually did this twice. So hopefully this one comes out loud and clear. I'll see you in a few days, but guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.